I was this cute, chubby little girl, and like I was just like kind of laughing all the time. And I remember I had this a red pair of high heels on, and it was my first pair. I had asked for specifically red high heels, and she said this thing about my weight with a comment like Shelly Welly with the great big belly. From the sunny palms of Los Angeles, this is Bully Buster, the podcast where Rhonda Orr speaks with guests battling the bully culture. Listen to real stories and find real solutions using Rhonda's Triangle of Triumph, going from victim to survivor to leader. Rhonda is an award-winning executive trainer, columnist, and speaker. She's also served as the founder of two nonprofits addressing child abuse and bullying. Now, here's Rhonda. Hey moms, welcome to Bully Buster episode 15. Today I have Shelly Elslinger, founder of the hashtag Decide to Be Kind movement as my guest. Shelly's from Toronto, Canada, and as a child growing up, she was bullied. She encountered the number one reason little girls and women are bullied. However, you're going to hear how she got her voice back in a big way by starting her kindness movement as a leading International Coach Federation trainer for LinkedIn. You'll also find out why one red high heel shoe has lifelong charisma for Shelly and why she wears a red superhero cape to speak at schools and universities. I am so grateful to have you and your positivity on our show. Thank you for joining us on Bully Buster, Shelly. Great to be here. Wonderful. You know, I wanted to tell you, you look so kind in your headshot. So it makes sense to me that hashtag decide to be kind, your movement is something that you would do. I don't know if you get that very often, but what made you start this movement? So the movement, the decide to be kind movement is really against bullying on LinkedIn. Being a LinkedIn trainer and using LinkedIn as a confidence and an empowerment tool I decided for a year I would become a LinkedIn CSI agent because that's what I wanted to do when I was younger. (laughs) I uh, started to find out why some people that I had become connected with and, and friends with and powerful people on the site had suddenly vanished or suddenly maybe weren't showing up as much with their content. And for a year, I spoke to people who had been bullied and harassed and to the point where they had to leave the platform. And that really sparked something in me because I was bullied as a, as a child. And although it's not online, I decided that when I got my voice back, I would do everything that I could to make sure that it is and remains a positive and inspiring and safe place because I work with university students and I don't ever want them to feel that they cannot find a space on LinkedIn. This platform is for everybody, and now going into the future of work, it's not an option, it's a must. The Decide to Be Kind campaign came out of realizing that a lot was going on behind the scenes. Maybe a lot of people don't realize the amount of bullying that actually goes on this professional platform. But as soon as you mention bullying, everyone has a story. So what is your story? I was one of these gregarious kids. I mean, I love to get up and public speak. I think I did my first little mini public speaking event when I was seven. (laughs) Yeah. And then I did something every year. I had a cape that my neighbor gave me. I was just kind of like a happy-go-lucky kid, but loved to speak, 
I love people. I love the audience. Now I do again, but back then I just loved it. And so I got a lot of those positions, the school play and with the public speaking events that went on there in my high school and in my elementary school. So in grade six, I was actually nominated to be in a national kind of public speaking event. And it was being held at my school, which was kind of like unheard of because I come from a really small place in in northern New Brunswick in Canada. And I mean, this place doesn't have a lot going on. (laughs) And so to have this competition was a pretty big, I prepared, I had a speech actually around empathy. And uh, I just remember getting ready for it and making my way up to the stage. And I spotted my bully in the second row. And uh, I was just about to say my speech. And she yelled out some derogatory event, I guess a message or, you know, a statement regarding my weight because I was a chubby little girl. I was this cute chubby little girl and like I was just like kind of laughing all the time. And I remember I had this a red pair of high heels on and it was my first pair. I had asked for specifically red high heels and she said this thing about my weight with a comment like Shelly Welly with the great big belly and it was just kind of taunting and I remember being so stunned that it was actually happening to me, that I started to shake. I lost my cue cards, not even because I needed them, but because my coach said, have your cue cards, you might need them. And I remember (laughs) them falling out of my hand. And then the curtain was behind me. And I turned around quickly and I was trying to find that opening in the curtain. And I was going so fast that my high heel just slipped off my foot. It went went through the back. Oh, I couldn't find it after. So I only had like my left high heel shoe on. I ran out and I ran home because I lived like half a kilometer from, from um, <laughs> the school. Yeah. After that, I swore that at number one, I would never speak in public again. And number two, I would never wear a pair of high heels. <laughs> but actually my high heel has become my inspiration for a lot of the things that I do now because my mother actually kept the other high heel that I have today and it's inspiring. And now one of my signature workshop it, workshops is uh, LinkedIn and high heels for women business leaders. Well, that's fantastic. Weight is the number one reason that kids are bullied in any country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I've gone into a lot of schools, but I have to confess underneath a be kind sign twice, I've seen kids bullied under the sign. I'm teaching Civility Leadership Academies, and I just couldn't fathom. So how are you able to get the message out? Well, the funny thing about bullying and weight is that it's not only happening with kids, it's happening on LinkedIn. Even though the Decide to Be Kind is really taking a look at all of the different kinds of bullying, whether that's bullying with money, whether that's bullying with people's jobs, whatever the case may be. There is a lot of bullying with regards to people's looks and weight issues and and stuff like that. And it's very, very tough to watch because it brings back a lot of those memories. You get better with it, but you never completely forget. Whenever I'm talking to somebody that's going through that, it brings up back a lot for me. But... I've decided that I am going to just trudge through any of those memories that I have 
so that I can help other people get through it. Many years ago, I think I was 18 or 19, I was in one of the pageants leading up to Miss America. It was Miss Florida. And I was the first one out of 60 girls to do their talent. And they waxed the floor. And I'm a dancer. My foot slipped up and I slid almost on the top of a head of one of the orchestra members. And then I just got up and completely forgot my choreography and just started dancing. And the newspaper slammed me. And I thought, oh, unfortunately for the girl that came after me, she was roller skating. And the same thing happened to her. But it was just dismaying that even in an, something like that, and the fact that I had been a corporate trainer for 30 years, I was bullied, but I've had two nonprofits addressing bullying and abuse, pretty much the same in meaning that someone's trying to get control over you and dominate you and steal your thunder, which is what this girl did to you. The movement that you have, what is the meat of the program? What is your definition of kind? I wanted to bring people together from all over the world who have either experienced bullying on LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is a global platform. I have connections and friendships all over this world. And bullying doesn't have prerequisites. It doesn't sit within one area. It happens all over the place. So I wanted to find something that could unify us. So I made some wristbands and on the wristbands, they have the Decide to Be Kind. They have the Kind Club, which are the members of the movement. And then I have LinkedIn Superhero, right? So, and then I send these wristbands. I have a space on my website where people can actually purchase a wristband, but they always get two for one, one to pay forward. My idea is that it's just the gift that keeps on giving. And when people receive their wristband. The whole idea is to go on LinkedIn, to take a picture with the wristband, and you know, to choose kindness. It is a choice. I don't think any movement is going to completely get rid of bullying. I think bullying is there mm -hmm. and it exists everywhere. But I think the more that we have podcasts like this one and the movements like the Decide to Be Kind and people deciding that they have zero tolerance the message will get out. I think that the more that we bond together, the more awareness, the more education, and the more we can do. It doesn't mean it's going to completely eliminate. Because I have a lot of people asking me, do you think that this movement is going to change things on LinkedIn? Yeah, I actually do, because it already has. Well, that's fantastic. I have power. We all have power. We all have the ability to create change if we want to. And that's all I want to do is I want to create change because LinkedIn is one of those platforms that people do not expect bullying. It's often not talked about because it's often done silently, internally through direct messaging. As long as there's a person who wants to one-up you and push you down, and that's bullying, it seems like we will always have someone. But if the scorn or the inappropriateness of doing that kind of thing is sorted out by people that are empowered, people that say, well, for instance, we have a triangle of triumph, going from victim to survivor to a leader of civility, at least of yourself. 
And under the victim part, maybe you don't choose to be a victim, but you can choose not to stay a victim. Exactly. Yeah. And that, what it sounds like your choice is to still be kind and appropriate. Bullies hate to see people that are happy and empowered and they can't get their power from them. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of what you are doing. I know that in the studies, one of them, besides the CDC studies, but this study was done by Dominic Richardson from Oxford University in the United Kingdom. It's called Developing a Global Indicator on Bullying of School-Aged Children. And they say every nation on earth is now sending in data because bullying affects adults for the rest of their lives. Anytime I'm standing in the grocery line, I used to be a columnist in Arizona. And so I used to have people tell me their stories about bullying as I'm standing in the line. It never failed to have someone say something about bullying to me and talk about their story. In the corporate world, same thing. As a corporate trainer, I was global and people were constantly talking about being bullied. But your passion comes through. Your vision comes through. It reminds me of my definition of civility, to be caring, to be considerate, have courtesy, or yes, have manners. So would you say that decide to be kind is a form of having manners? It's a form of having manners, but it's also when they get the wristband, it's also a a form of empowerment. And the message behind that is that there is zero tolerance. If anything comes their way with regards to bullying, they're going to start by blocking. They're going to start by informing LinkedIn. Because I work a lot with LinkedIn Canada. So I know that every movement that has come about from LinkedIn has to come from more than one or two people reporting these incidences. Now they are changing their policies. They have hired people to look at the things that are happening because it's happening quite a bit. And we're talking about people's careers, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about almost workplace bullying. It's just online. Now what they're doing is they're looking at all of that, but they basically say, we need everything to be Mm -hmm. reported. We need people to report it, number one. Number two, do not delete So a lot of people will tend to block and delete everything. Don't do that until the proof has has been given over to LinkedIn through through the help. They actually have a a specific website directly for harassments and bullying of any kind. So it's getting people to try to look at that and accept zero tolerance for anything that goes on. When When it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. And whether it's happening to us directly or to the people around us, it happens. Being a stand buyer is just the same as being a bully. Exactly, exactly. In fact, I see a lot of movements where bullying is a crime, depending on a certain criteria, but that the people that stand by can also be charged with not doing anything, especially with the doubling of suicides in the 10 to 14-year-olds, girls, connected with bullying and suicide. But it's really hard to get that message across. And I work with big brothers, big sisters, and for them to get across the message 
that you can choose not to stay a victim, but bullying will always stay around if you don't choose to report it. If you don't stand up, they are so terrified that number one, they'll be the next person bullied. Or number two, it will really affect their whole school life. I know kids that have had to change schools. It's a never-ending thing. It still follows you around. If you report it, how do you encourage people to report it on LinkedIn? I'm pretty assertive when it comes to sending out this message on a regular basis of what to do to report it. And when somebody reaches out to me with a story or how to go about it, because I guess I'm now recognized because of the movement, they'll reach out to me directly and I'll walk them through it because I run a group called the Kind Club. So of course, I'll put some different messages out there too. But a lot of people will reach out to me because they just might be scared, may not know what to do. People always think LinkedIn is slow, but you're talking about a platform of over 700 million people worldwide in 20 countries. So it does take a while for any of these processes to elevate these kind of things. But it's also important to realize that if we just stand back and not do anything, then we're not seeing the big picture. And this is the big picture. It's important to to really look at it. The little steps are going to make the difference in the long run. As the founder of Hashtag Decide to Be Kind, what success stories do you have that you can share with our audience, which is mostly moms with daughters? However, we have lots of professionals like therapists, social workers, school administrators or counselors or teachers, and school superintendents. How would you address this market in telling them the success of hashtag decide to be kind? What's really been great about the Decide to Be Kind campaign is so number one, I've been asked, and this is fairly new, to go into high schools and talk to students about LinkedIn. So when I have that opportunity, I always give them a wristband because I think it's powerful and they like it. Right. <laughs> they're young, you know, like the 15 and 16 year olds. You have to be 16 to be on LinkedIn, but it's important for them to be well versed on LinkedIn, at least to a certain level before they get into university or college. And know the appropriate protocols and how to address people. Yeah. I work at a university. I know I'm getting those 17 and 18 years old year olds. But if I had the opportunity for them to at least know what LinkedIn is about, know what it represents, know what could happen, then I'm giving them their superpowers early. And I'm all about superpowers. If I can give that to them early, by the time they get in university or college, they know that it's a necessary platform for them, but they have to utilize caution. They have to utilize their superpowers and they have to own their space. So I'm actually doing that in high schools. And you're also at the University of Toronto, correct? Yes, I do the LinkedIn training there. But going out into the high schools is helping me to kind of create this journey from the high schools to the university and hoping that they're getting that a little bit earlier because once they get into university, it's bam, bam, you need a LinkedIn profile because recruiters are going to be all over you and employers are going to be all over you. But if I can see them before they hit university or college, then I'm kind of prepping them for the things beyond that, for the things they have to empower themselves with and know what they have to do if ever that happens, because it has happened. 
I've had university students be approached inappropriately. And luckily, they know who I am and they know what I'm about. So they'll come to me and it gives me the opportunity to, to let them know what they can do about it. So I'm all about empowerment. And the great thing about the wristband, since January 1st, 2020, when I founded the movement, I've had well over 856 wristbands go all over the world, from Syria to Australia to Israel. I mean, all over the world. Well, that's fantastic. And the great thing is that I encourage them to get their kids involved. So if you're following the Decide to Be Kind campaign and movement, you'll often see because they get two for one, there's they'll often give it to their children and the children will come up with their own version of that. So they're getting their kids involved right from the get-go. And some of the kids talking about success stories wore their wristband to their school and adopted a kindness campaign. I thought that was wonderful. Well, you know, going back to that study that I was talking about, and since you travel internationally, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so in your travels, this study says that the highest rates of failure, and I'm talking about from protection, social development, education, and health, are in the poorest countries, of course, such as South Asia and Central Africa. They experience the most bullying, but then countries like Central and Eastern Europe and the Commonwealth of Independent States, they experience the highest rate of success with eradicating bullying. What has happened to you? What countries have you gone to? And how has that worked for you? I'm just in the going around into the countries. You know, I'm only nine months into the Decide to Be Kind campaign. So I haven't traveled a lot for the campaign. I've traveled a lot for LinkedIn. The campaign started January 1st and then COVID hit. <laughs> it's hard for me to say that. I've worked with a lot of universities and colleges virtually. I'm out there globally but it's a little bit different. I really wish I was there. It's a lot better when I get to do it in person. I'm missing that, like I'm missing the stage again because uh, I know that I can create impact. So I'm just doing it virtually, still creating impact. It's just that I miss that closeness that you get when you when you get to work with people. And your body language and your tone of voice. Yeah. I mean, that's 93% of your communication. Exactly, exactly. And some of the kids I've noticed when I'm trying to coach them, they don't want to put their face on Zoom meetings and things like that. They're very leery of doing that because cyberbullying is such a horrible thing. Yes. Especially in America right now. And it's a big thing. Even as I started my campaign seven years ago, it has really increased, especially with the connection of suicide and then sexual harassment. I mean, there's so many different types of bullying. What type of bullying did you find was the worst in your travels? I see it everywhere. I see it. It's in the workplace. It's in the schoolyard. It's everywhere, whether it's job seekers or women leaders. It's a tool that I use in my daily life to move people ahead. I wanted to make sure that there was a voice on LinkedIn and directly communicating with LinkedIn, LinkedIn Canada, because it, it's the connection I have to make sure that things are being um, done about it and that issues and privacy settings and uh, a better system for people to report 
what happens is is taking place. So, you know, giving them that kind of feedback and having a relationship with them directly allows me to give that feedback to them and to, you know, to also take the information that I get from them and spread that to the masses on LinkedIn. Because I have a fairly big network and I'm always continuously building it, whether it's through video, through email messaging. The thing about bullying on LinkedIn is that it's sometimes directly related to work, right? So you're on a platform where some of your colleagues or your bosses and and people that, you know, are so much in, about your daily life. And if somebody is there taunting you and humiliating you and actually putting out things to your boss that can make a difference. People have lost their jobs as a result. I have lost jobs because of the corporate environment and the amount of bullying that was going on. And initially, reporting bullying is just terrible for you, the individual that's reporting it. But then it kind of transitions into empowerment. And you were the woman of inspiration winner for 2019. What do you attribute that too. I'm a trainer. I really take it from this is a platform, this is our reality, and I take a realistic approach to not only how we own our space on LinkedIn, but the community that we build. I do a lot of talks on social reciprocity, so kindness. Social reciprocity is my thing. Whether it's uncomfortable or not, I'm going to talk about bullying and harassment. And if that has happened, and let's talk about it and get it out there because usually when one or two people bring up something about a certain story or a certain incident, there's people just sitting right there in front going through the same thing. Well, how can our listeners help you make this movement bigger? I'll send you the link to the Decide to Be Kind campaign and movement. I have a group. We are just trying our best. I mean, I have such a fabulous group of individuals that are so kind <laughs> <laughs> and and always reporting and and keeping each other in the loop about things that are going on and posting about that and really trying to create a positive space which i think is important too it's a it can be a big part of our lives so i think how we can help is just to grow it mm-hmm. and be part of this community because i can do a lot by myself, but I can do so much more when we're in it together. And we do need to start teaching them young. I did a program called Drama Play, where I did little skits about being kind or being civil. They didn't know what that meant, but they do know what being kind means. And we would say, no, that's inappropriate. That's not kind. Don't do that. And they can learn at that stage, but it has to be carried through all of the different ages of schooling. And you're an international coach federation trainer. I think everybody should go through some kind of coaching program <laughs> yes. because it changes the way you relate to people mm-hmm. and it changes the way that you relate to yourself. So in my case, it was a 10-month program, very intense to be a good coach, you have to be coachable. So I learned to be very vulnerable, very authentic, really focused on building relationships and 
really finding my why, like Simon Sinek often says, Mm -hmm. instead of just being a typical trainer, I needed to find a deeper purpose. And I think that has been building for so many years. And then it came to a head in January, on January 1st, after, like I said, this year of being a CSI agent, it came, my purpose came through because I had been affected by bullying. I know what it feels like. I know it never goes away completely. And so the best thing that I can do is just to take that, that negative energy that I had as a kid, because I did lose my voice. I became very quiet. Most people that know me know I'm not that quiet. I'm (laughs) I'm pretty extroverted. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell because your face exudes kindness, but you're very empowered. You're very passionate. You're very proactive. I take that extroversion and, and also my my passion. And now I can put it in the right place because it's a great platform. What is your final message for moms with daughters who want to enlighten their daughter or child about bullying and kindness? I think there's a couple of things. I think that not backing away from the fact that bullying exists and it's going to exist whether they're 12 years old or 15 years old or 40 years old or maybe even 60 years old, that no matter how bad bullying gets, we can overpower bullying. Putting on that, you know, giving the cape to fly, I guess, giving, you know, I have a super cape, superwoman cape. I wear it. I do it. I, I wear it when I speak to people. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> oh, That's I want to see that. So but <laughs> virtual, it's, I can't do the same thing. But it's to, it's to really empower. So when I go into a high school, I wear it as a way to let them know that And I talk about my own story when I was younger, because I want them to know that just because I'm older, I still can face it. I still face it. And now, you know, relying so much on social media for jobs and for networking, et cetera, et cetera, I have to be ready and I have to put my super cape on, whether I'm virtual or not. And I think also getting them involved in some, they can run a club or that they can be involved in some kind of kindness initiative. And this will give them a sense of empowerment in doing good in society. Having a voice like you gained. Yeah. And once you do that, even when you're older like me, you get a chance to change it up a little bit and do something differently. Right. Yes. So yeah, just, just being a part of empowering them is so important. And I know that that's a big word. It has a lot connected to it, but... But it's, it, it is what it is. We, we may not be able to wipe it out, but we can overcome it. Yes, I absolutely agree. And if we're part of that, of that movement, if we're part of overcoming something, first of all, it will help us to strengthen everything within ourselves but it will also help us to strengthen the other people that are around us. Yes. So let's beat down the bullies. Right? Like, let's, <laughs> I let's agree with you. Well, thank you so much, Shelly, <laughs> for joining us today on Bully Buster. You are definitely an inspiration. And I'm so happy to have our listeners have this experience with you and join in your Decide to Be Kind movement. So thank you for being here today. <laughs> Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Through what you're doing, you're just getting the word out. And I I love being part of that. So thank you for having me. I am so grateful for Shelly and her never-ending positivity 
and inspiring, kind messages. My three takeaways from our visit are number one, whatever your dreams are or whatever you do for a career, maybe it's as an artist or a business owner, you need the connections from being on LinkedIn. Even if you're in high school, of course, you have to be 16 to be on LinkedIn. But if you're trying to get into a university or if you want to switch careers, it's really an important place to be. Even if you were bullied in the past on LinkedIn, Shelly is a CSI agent fighting for you to be free of those abuses. Number two, Shelly started the hashtag Decide to Be Kind movement after she got her voice back from being bullied. And you can too. You can create your own movement of kindness by joining with Shelly's call to action. Remember, and I always say this, fear can't stop you from taking action steps forward and getting your voice back. Number three, report, report, report on LinkedIn or any social media outlet, bullying or any kind of abuse. Don't be a bystander either. People like Shelly create change and so can you. You can make a difference in our families, schools, and communities. And I have one last challenge. Find your red high heel shoe to remind you of your superpowers. You can find out more information about Shelly in our show notes at bullybuster.us slash Shelly. You can also find our Triangle of Triumph at bullybuster.us. I'm Rhonda Orr. Until next time, let's build civility for a new generation. Go to Rhonda's website, bullybuster.us, to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. That's also where you'll find information about having Rhonda speak at your event or school. It's all at bullybuster.us.